one. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Five Tool Podcast. I'm Dustin McComas, joined once again, as always, by Drew Bishop. This is episode 120. It is Tuesday, July 18th. Uh, it feels like it's been months since we recorded one of these. I like had to re- remember, oh yeah, this is where I go to Zoom and do this and that. Uh, part of that's because it has been a little while since since we recorded one. Uh, the last one we recorded with Trevor Haley, regional supervisor for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And then we had the uh, Pudge review, um, Bregman stuff. So uh, it has been some time since then. We've already had the, we've had the Major League Baseball draft uh, since that time. And we've had the annual AABC Don Mattingly World Series, our big 17U premiere event in the summer. Uh, is in the books. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we get into that, uh, Drew, what's going on? Are, are you, uh, how you doing? How are the kids doing? Um, the college league, I believe is done or winding down. Last, so... last day, last day is tomorrow. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, we actually, so we extended it a week to make sure to get everyone's games in um, that they paid for. So, but we actually, we actually did the tournament last week. Um, just to, just to make sure that everyone, um, that would qualified got a chance to play. Cause there are some teams that were done from a game count standpoint last week, mm-hmm. but, um, ended up making two 18 brackets and, uh, finished up with that last week. Um, and went well. So, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of good teams. Um, you can tell, I, I don't know if this, I feel like this is different than when we played, but guys are over it and just done a lot earlier now than they used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it sounds like it's happening up at the Cape too. Cause I've had a few people reaching out asking if we knew any arms that wanted to go up there and throw, but excuse me, they, um, uh, it went well. We are very pleased with, with how the league went, uh, very good competition. Uh, a lot of hard work from our video and game changer guys to make that all possible. Um, umpires, we're good. Surprisingly, you know, compared to our youth events or, or our amateur events, a lot less, a lot less complaining about umpires and <laughs> fields and all that kind of stuff. So from that standpoint, it's great. It's a uh, little bit lower maintenance uh, from that point of view. You just have to guard against guys having enough pitching and yeah, and making sure they show up. Uh, but the, the league went really well. We were very pleased with it. Uh, finished with 41 teams right at about 800 players and um, it went well. So we're, we're happy with that on the family front. Uh, we are good. T-ball's wrapping up. I think we got two more games. Nice. Um, yeah. The Rowdy Lions are getting better. They are, uh, I don't think I can call it fielding the ball yet, uh, but they are at least stopping the ball. That's good. And, it's progress. And, and throwing somewhere towards the vicinity of first base on mm-hmm. several plays and in inning. So um don't think we've made any outs yet, uh offensively or defensively. But um so we did have more players than the other team on Saturday. So I guess we won because we scored more runs. Um <laughs> but um so yeah but that's been that's been fun. Um you know, just getting them dressed, uh, keeping their attention until snacks are over uh, is biggest biggest task so far. So, sounds um, about right. Yeah, 
yeah, that's well, yeah, that's I'm sure. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure the parents are thrilled with the offensive stats. Uh, be uh, be good yeah, to every, have those. Everyone, everyone is batting a thousand. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, yeah. Speaking of the college league, it reminded me. Uh, we published our final 2023 five twelve fifty five for Texas since the last time we recorded. Uh, just we've got so much stuff going on. Um, that would probably that needs to be like a separate podcast. I'm sure like the draft could be a separate podcast and. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know, the Manly is not the official end of summer, but things are kind of winding down now. You know, the college league is winding down. Um, we've you know the the uh, Mickey Mantle's going on in Oklahoma um, this week, and then five toll World Series and things kind of you can kind of see the finish line uh, for the summer off in the distance there. But yeah, but the college league like the talent level, you know, guys like Bryce McCain and Tanner Wiggins, and I'm going on there and looking at our video that we're getting, I'm like, Bryce McCain's throwing 94 and 95 every time he's out there. You know, like Tanner Wiggins yeah. is throwing 94 with a slider. Um, you know, got Riley Bauman. This, yeah, got, Riley, Riley Bauman. Riley Bauman drafted. Drafted. So, drafted and signed, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he wasn't in the 20 uh the 23 class, but Tavion Vaughn, I feel like I saw him smack a bunch of homers. Uh, yep. Every time I got on there. So it was a it was a lot of really, really good talent. But it helped me too. I was like, Bryce McCain, like we loved him in the fall. I'm like, I can't keep that guy off the list. Like he's throwing 95. He's a really good athlete. It's kind of a unique crossfire look. He spins a breaking ball. Like, you know, Tanner Wiggins, every time he does any like shows up on the mound, it's always like 90 to 94 slider. He's throwing like a really hard changeup as well, throws a ton of strikes. I'm like, yeah, okay. I've got to figure out a way to sneak these guys on a list there. But uh um, that'll be another podcast for another day as we get the, the time to dedicate to going through there. But um, the Mattingly had 64 teams. Obviously, we're not going to be able to talk about all of them because we'd probably be here over six hours. And uh, we we don't plan on doing that. And I'm sure you don't plan on listening that long. But I did want to point out our total scout count from the event. So these are colleges and, and pros. We had 83 different organizations represented throughout the week that we saw that signed in that we're watching games, checking out players in a total of 122 scouts um, at the, at the Manly. So if you stood out, chances are you were seen by somebody. We had JUCOs, mid majors, high major D ones, pro scouts. Um, we had uh, Ivy league guys. We had uh army. We had, you know, out of state schools. We had, um, you know, I saw Juco's from out of state. Uh, I think Bozier Parish was there a really well-known Juco program in, in Louisiana. So it wasn't just Texas. Um, you know, there are a lot of, a lot of programs from out of state as well. that made it a point to go, go check in on the talent. So, um, you know, chances are if you performed well, you probably opened some eyes and we're certainly going to talk about a lot of guys, um, that opened some eyes throughout the event, but uh, really cool just to see the the college coach attendance, the scout attendance, um, and those guys were there a long time. Like, yeah, that's one of the great yeah. things about the Manningly is, um, you know, we do have to go. I say offsite. You know, Melissa the Zplex is kind of the home base. We do have to go offsite, unfortunately, but a lot of those places are ten minutes, twenty minutes. I mean, we keep it we keep it close. So if you need, hey, I gotta go see this guy pitch at two thirty. Go watch him pitch. Come back. And then when we went to Z-Plex, it's four games going at once. So you can kind of walk around, see a bunch of players at one time. We do that by design to, to increase the exposure opportunities. And, and for us, too, it's great. We can walk around and, and check out a bunch of games at the same time, um, which is what we did throughout the week. But 
Um, what were your overall thoughts like coming out of there? Um, what'd you think? Yeah. So a couple of things that stood out to me. Um, I felt like this was a good introduction or reintroduction to a lot of the 2024 class for these schools. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell that a lot of these guys have been, you know, spending a lot of their time on the draft, on the portal, um, you know, going around to college leagues to, you know, recruit or babysit their own guys. And um, so this, it felt like it was a refreshing event for those guys because they kind of just got to get out and watch. Mm -hmm. Um, I always find it interesting. You know, I like watching to see which staffs and which coaches work. Um, Mm -hmm. It's, you know, I think, you know, you, you watch and see the pockets of guys that kind of stay around each other or talk back and forth. You know, it's, it's a good networking event for those guys. Um, And, you know, it's, it, it, it's pretty, it's pretty evident the staffs that do work. Um, I mentioned to a couple of guys and a couple of head coaches about some of their, some of their guys that were there throughout the week that I was just really impressed with because, you know, there's some guys that are out there working um, that you can tell are really working and grinding and bearing down on guys. Then there's some guys that are out there just talking. Um, and then there's some guys that are, you know, can, can do both. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's real obvious to see when you watch, but I always just find that part of it interesting. Um, <clears throat> I do think that it's, you know, it, this is an age group that can really handle the wood bats well. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you look at the offensive numbers, you know, for the tournament versus some of the other, tournaments that we've had where we use wood this is the one where you start to see some of the strength come through um and still some have some home runs hit which makes makes it exciting um and you know overall as we go through it you'll see i mean you know if you would have picked the top you know eight to ten to twelve teams going into it um it played out pretty close to chalk you know yeah. for at least what i what i was thinking going in and that that's not always the case um Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. But I, I really enjoyed it from this tournament's point of view. Um, felt like a lot of the right teams advanced and got to play each other and you got those matchups. And then and then more granularly, um, you know, some big time players from those big time teams had big time performances. Um, yeah. And we'll talk about some of those as we get into it. But um, there's definitely some names that popped up that hadn't been on as many radars um, before, uh, like you said, really made a name for themselves and put it, put their best foot forward. And, um, you know, it is, it is funny too. You know, one thing I noticed that, um, this is silly. Uh, you see it on Twitter all the time, but like, I just feel like the better teams and the better organizations, they just handle business better than everyone else. You know, like the dugouts are usually a little cleaner. The there's a lot less complaining from parents, and you know a lot less you know, quote unquote issues that you see. And I and I and I don't think that's an accident. I think mm-hmm. that is a credit to a lot of the coaches and the organizations that do a good job, both selecting players for their to play for their teams and managing it if there are issues. Um, and we appreciate that greatly. I just it's something that I notice, um, and it's you know, just kind of goes hand in hand. I think people that do the right things and act right and take care of business, you know, surprise, surprise, do do well on the field as well as a team yeah. and an organization. So, you know, hats off to a lot of the teams in this event. I, you know, there not really many issues um, from Monday through Saturday, and, and, and we appreciate that greatly. And it allows the focus to be on the baseball and not uh, extra stuff, which is 
can take away from an event that's should be fun like this one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, like you said, I, I feel like this thinking about the big picture, a lot of the stars were the stars, you know, some of the more well-known names heading into the event. I feel like a lot of those guys performed at a really, really high level and backed up, you know, their reputation is mm-hmm. being really, really good players. And it also was, was, to me, a little bit foreshadowing of how much recruiting has changed very, very quickly because I felt like that there were a lot of uncommitted 2024 players that in the past probably would have been committed already. And that's not to say that they're not talented. I mean, they proved this week that they are, but I think it's also a representation of a lot of these college coaches are just now shifting focus to the high school groups because the mm-hmm. portal is 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 done its thing, you know, like right open close the portal business is kind of kind of on pause so you know they've really started to shift their focus okay let's let's really dive into this 24 class both from what we had what we committed in the past and checking in on our guys and also seeing who's emerged and who's kind of taken that step uh also think too is one thing you and i talked about we were there like if you need a catcher there are a lot of catchers a lot Mm -hmm. of really solid catchers i felt like there's so many guys um, you know, sometimes on, on multiple guys on teams uh, on the same team that were uncommitted. And I was like, man, if, if, if you're like a, like an Oklahoma school or a Louisiana school or nearby, cause I feel like a lot of the Texas schools kind of already have their guy in that class for the catcher position. Cause you know, it's not, it's not a position that you recruit, recruit three or four guys in the class. Uh, but if you're a neighboring state or certainly a junior college, come to Texas and take a look at the catchers. Cause I feel like there are a lot of guys like, man, this guy, this guy can go play at the next level. This guy can play at the next level. Oh, yeah. This is a new name that really turns them heads. So uh, a lot of really talented, uncommitted players, but, you know, the stars are the stars and, um, you know, turned to be a really, really good event. Uh, a lot of really high level stuff. But uh, like I said, we're not going to have time to go through every team. Uh, what we plan on doing is to go through the eight final teams. So basically those teams that made the quarterfinals, then the semifinals and then the championship game go through the, those eight teams, spend some time with those. And then Drew and I kind of go rapid fire, just talking through random stuff that caught our eye players that caught our eye teams, no specific order, but um, we'll start with the, the eventual champions, the 2024 Texas 12 Red Sox, uh, a group that ended up beating Dallas Tigers Bergman in the final a ton of standouts from this list. Uh, you know, on the uncommitted side, Mark Barnhart and Houston Tomlinson, right-handed pitchers from Grand Oaks, uh, kind of established themselves early this summer as definite dudes to follow. And every time we see them, that's, that's what it looks like. Um, Tomlinson was really good. He was dominant. Um, didn't give up an earned run in the event, really easy fastball. His last outing, he was 89, 92 in the fifth inning. Easy. Uh, can really pitch, uh, executed the slider, uh, hard change up for a strike. that got some whiffs. The arrow is really pointing up with him. Mark Barnhard, um, kind of a different pitcher from Tomlinson. He's more of a physical athlete. Uh, the slider was a weapon. I, I really liked, you know, in that, that semifinal game against Stick Scout 2024, they jumped all over his fastball early on. Um, and I was like, man, I, I want to see how he handles this because he hadn't had that sort of thing happen to him in the summer yet. And he started going really heavy with the slider and pitching with the slider first. Uh, and then just a bunch of zeros after that. Uh, I think it's a credit to him. I think it's a credit to Nolan Traeger, who was catching him, really high-level catcher, committed to TCU, a guy that's been a well-named name for a long, long time, who had a really strong tournament. But Barnhart should have and, and, and And just made the USA team. 
Yeah, just made the USA team a huge honor for him. One of only two Texans uh, to make that group, him and Cooper Williams, the left-hander um, from Alvin. So uh, a really, really big deal um, to make that. It uh, speaks to what kind of uh, makeup he has and also what kind of talent skill he has as well. But Barnhart really impressed me. Um, a guy I think, like, he ended up winning one of the MVPs. Well, both these guys, Carson Luna and Caden Miller. Carson Luna, to me, has made the biggest jump, I think, from where I saw him last summer to this summer. The swing is much better. It's different. He's he's stronger. Um, I think he, he's just he, – he carries himself with more confidence. Like, he really swung the bat well. Um, and he kind of played all over the place. That's one thing I like a lot of these teams do is they kind of rotate guys a lot. And that's what 12, the 12 Red Sox do is, you know, a guy like Luna might be in center field one game. He might be at shortstop one game, third base, corner outfield, DH. I mean, they play, they rotate a lot of those guys all over the place. He really swung the bat well. Caden Miller was like impossible to get out for like the first three days of the event, just hammering yeah. balls all over the place from left side. Great pickup for Houston Christian. Um, but uh, Isaiah Castaneda you know, on both sides of the ball had a really, really strong event, but just a group that a lot of guys contributed to what ended up being a, a championship team. There wasn't like one standout. It was just a bunch of guys uh, playing at a high level as a team and they eventually get the job done. But, you know, they needed a walk-off hit from Devin Nunez against Sticks in that semifinal game to end up advancing to the championship game. Yeah. I mean, just a load. I mean, you think about too, some of the people that were on their roster that weren't there also, um, is just crazy guys like Braylon Payne, Blaine Bullard, uh, yeah, just crazy. Um, but super talented team. I just like the way they play the game. Yeah. Um, you can tell they're well coached. You can tell they um, they understand that they're going to play a bunch of different positions. Um, Colin Tater uh, is a big ball of clay. They've got him yes. listed at six eight two forty five, and he came in out of the pen and was good in the championship game. Um, you Another know, lot, Great lot, Oaks guy. I mean, that high school is just an embarrassment of arms. Yeah, I mean, he he's a monster. Uh, there's a lot to like there. Brock DeYoung is a guy that we've liked for a while. Uh, just a, a really good baseball player. Yeah, made a really really good catch back in foul t- territory in the championship game. Um, really impressive kid. Uh, just like watching him play. Um, you know, you mentioned Castaneda. Uh, just like you said, did did it on both sides of the ball. Devin Nunez, uh, Nebraska commit from Navasota, uh, impressed me. Marco Gonzalez popped his shoulder out of socket during the championship game, stayed into bat, uh, then eventually came out. But just the toughness there, um, you know, kind of embodies that Sinton program. But uh, just, you know, you go through it, just a lot of winning players on the team yep. and, it, and in the organization. Um, and a lot of credit goes to Kevin Hodge and that organization and, and Zach Dillon too, who helped build it. Um, you know, he, he, he was watching a lot of their guys play and, you know, he kind of got the feeling he was like, you know, a proud Papa over there, you know, just, you know, cause he knows these kids and he spent a lot of time with them and, you know, it's, he's not surprised by anything these guys are doing. Um, but another guy, Jacob Silva, um, brother he's of gotten Anthony. So much stronger. Yeah. He's really done a great job being, being a more physical guy now. Yeah. Um, I mean, really you could list it just about anyone. I mean, they finished, <laughs> I was looking at, let's see, let me go back to it. They, they finished the tournament eight games, <clears throat> excuse me, with, um, with a, let's see, a 1.52 team ERA. Mm. Um, that's pretty good. 
Uh, and like you mentioned, I, I, I think it's worth highlighting going back to uh, back to Mark Barnhart again. Uh, I always used to, you know, I, I spent a lot of time listening to Skip Johnson talk about pitching in my time at Texas. And one thing that, you know, he always liked, you know, he didn't want to see a guy in a showcase um, atmosphere as much as he did in, in an environment where winning mattered. Um, mm-hmm. And he wanted – he like, there's a lot of value in seeing a guy struggle some. But Mark came out of that on the other side. And, you know, to all the guys watching there that day, I mean, that said a lot. You know, like you said, it's probably not the perfect dotting on paper, but it may end up impressing coaches and, and evaluators even more so um, than if he just had a clean a clean outing. Um, and yeah. then, you know, like we talked about on Tomlinson, that ball just jumps. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's noticeable, um, but just, just an impressive group. Um, they, they deserve to win. They played a great tournament, didn't give in, um, you know, stayed fresh by being able to rotate guys around and, mm-hmm. you know, that played good matters. teams. Te- I mean, they put up monster numbers, but they also played good team baseball. Um, which is always impressive. So, and, and one other guy too, Anthony Ramirez, who started the title game. I don't know if we can call yes. him under the radar anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I'm the he ha, he was the guy that I really caught my eye at Scout League down in, in Katy <coughs> early in the summer. Eighty nine to ninety uh, fastball spin was up to twenty four hundred. Curveball seventy five seventy seven really good spin up to twenty six hundred. Feel for a changeup for a strike he had a confidence in like. Deer Park High School, um, that's a guy I think like if you were a college coach there and got to look at him, you're you got a leg up because that's a guy whose arrow is really pointing the right way. He actually catches what pretty well too. Um, but just like a guy that I think was on the gold team earlier this summer and it just kind of really turned a lot of heads. We're like, hey, we need we really need a lot of pitching in the Madden League if we're if we're gonna win this thing. Um and then there he is out there starting the championship game um, for those guys and, and really throwing the ball well. So uh, definitely a guy that's on the rise there, a right-handed pitcher from Deer Park, somebody that um, I think college coaches that saw him put a star by that name are going to be recruiting him heavily after that. Yeah, the, coming in to get those big outs to end the semifinal game was huge. Told me a lot mm-hmm. about him. Um, came in a tough situation and pitched his way out of it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, impressive, impressive championship day for him for sure. Going down the list, the North Texas Longhorns 2025. Uh, obviously, anytime you've got a group that's, you know, comprised of a lot of younger players and you make it that deep into the Mattingly, uh, it's it's extremely, extremely impressive. Um, you know, Luke Billings, obviously a famous name, uh, was up to, I believe, 91 or 92 miles an hour on the mound. But I didn't know a lot about Cord. Is it Rager or Rager? Yeah. Uh, Rager, I believe. Rager. I didn't know a whole lot about him heading into the event. I, I just had seen some of our He's, videos. Like, man, man, this guy looks really interesting. Like, he, you, you pointed him out to me beforehand. Like, he's he's a dude, man. He's a big old physical oh, yeah. guy that's got some skill. Yeah, the last month or so, I mean, he's been on fire at the plate and on the mound. I mean, he's a big time, big time player. Um, you know, the question will just be what he ends up doing at the next mm-hmm. level uh, from May Pearl. Uh, which is a smaller town. So, you know, makes some sense that he's a little bit under the radar, but man, like he is crushing the ball over the past yes. month in our events. And he's been up to 90 on the mound uh, from the left side at yep. six, five, two fifteen. So um, yeah, <laughs> uh, 
those are both impressive things. Um, and he didn't disappoint. I mean, uh, you know, against older competition, it may, you know, one of the toughest events in the summer for anybody like that. He, he showed well as, as well as a lot of the kids on this 25 Longhorns team. They do have some 24 sprinkled in to play in uh -huh. this event, but man, they, they really showed well, um, very imp impressive run for them um, when it was all said and done, but a lot to be excited about for them. They, you know, they, like I said, if, if they were probably one of the teams that, you know, on paper might not have been in that top eight for some, but, Shoot, they they definitely performed and showed that they belonged uh, as much as anybody. Yeah, a couple of those 24s, uh, Weston Johnson, <clears throat> another one of those catchers that there's just a lot of really skilled catchers that can contribute both ways. Um, from Vin Alstein, who's down the road there, ended up hitting 400. I know he had at least one caught stealing, a guy that's had a strong summer, had a strong spring in the playoffs. Um, Kay Dodson was a guy that's – I feel like I've written about for it's, it seems like a long time, but he caught my eye last year playing up in the pudge and, and really holding his own at shortstop with really good at bats and things like that. No, excuse me, up in the Mattingly last year um, as a guy that was a 2024 playing with with uh, up the age group there. Um, he had a really productive event, six walks, two strikeouts. Um, you know, a couple doubles, a couple triples was on base a lot there. He's a guy whose skill has always stood out to me, but um, <coughs> Yeah, this group, good blend of, you know, some guys we'll see again in the next year's Mattingly probably and and some some talented 2024 players that are certainly good enough to, to continue playing at the next level. Yeah, um, you know, from Pottsboro, uh, 2024 that, you know, we saw a lot of because of Barrett Kent, Jackson mm -hmm. Jester um, had himself a nice little tournament as well. Uh, in 12 at-bats, had five doubles, um, five Jeez. RBIs. Four runs, yeah, that came in a nice, cool 1.798 clip for the OPS. That'll um, work. Yeah, that that'll uh, that'll turn some heads. So he had a he had a good event. Um, you know, everyone knows about Luke Billings, um, and he's one of those guys that you just know. You know that we talk about a lot of times. He's going to get over scouted, uh, over oh, picked apart. Sure. Yeah, and you know how he handles that's going to determine how his, you know, high school career is going to go. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, he was a monster in the playoffs uh, in the series against Flower Mound. Um, took good at bats when I saw him. Ended up scoring eight runs on the event, hit a home run, a double, and a triple. Um, and he doesn't get pitched to the same way that a lot of people do. Um, right. So, you know, that's that's something that, um, that stands out to me. Brock Bodie uh, had a good event. Um, Ethan Hunt was uh, Ethan Hunt really threw well. Um, gave up just one earned run in eleven innings with eleven strikeouts. That's a guy that um, kind of established himself a while ago as a definite guy to follow <clears> there <throat> in the twenty twenty five class. But he he's got some some really intriguing upside on the mound. Yeah, I saw him a couple of times for Hebron this year, and yeah, he is. Uh, you know, you throw him and Paws in there together. That's a that's, pretty yeah, for, a nice group. formidable formidable duo uh paxton samuelson's a guy that we've always liked um had a good event himself uh let's see who uh switching over to their their pitching statistics uh yeah he, he said ethan hunt struck out 11 in 11 innings um but just uh, again uh nick was uh did some nice things uh over the course of the event so you know uh cade plunkett um 
see, I don't know if he, I, I don't think he actually ended up playing this week, but yeah, he didn't, but he's a guy that we definitely like uh, from, from Frisco. Uh, he's a 2024, but uh, didn't end up playing this week, but I uh, saw him on the roster and I was making my notes. Uh, but, but yeah, again, the Longhorns showed really well. Uh, they kind of, kind of did a, you know, kind of made a move towards what the Sticks 25 team did last year in the punch, yeah. you know, playing up, performed really well. Uh, they made it to the final eight. Obviously, the Sticks won it last year for the for the uh, pudge, but just tough to do what they did over the course of this week. Sticks 2024 scout, the next team going down the list here. Um, a, another group that, you know, rotated some guys and, and just really, really talented group. Um, I was super excited to see Matthew Boughton because it just been a while and I didn't have the in-person looks that a lot of you guys had up there that being in the DFW area and man, what, what a week that guy had, um, you know, end up with a 1.548 OPS and only struck out two times. Like I'm always so impressed with the young guys. He's a 2025 player that don't swing and miss in these events. Uh, Cause they're seeing, they're often seeing good or better than good pitching and velocity and stuff like that. Like, athletic projectable he's got some twitchiness um you know his swing the way he kind of already just naturally leverages his body and kind of gets the most out of his body and his swing i mean he hit three homers yeah uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of jet williams kind of just the way the lower half and the hands and the and all that sort of stuff um just a super, super exciting player. Uh, just it was a joy to watch him. Um, you know, hammered some mistakes out of the yard, ran around the bases, made plays at shortstop. I love that. You know, uh, Jeff Kahn uh, tweeted out a video of him, I believe, from two years ago when he was playing like up an age or two ages. As like, hey, this is a guy to remember just because of the skill he was showing and stuff. And it's cool to see those guys as they progress and, and they become really, really big time players. But he really, really stood out. Zane Becker hit three homers, um, catcher from Flower Mound. He had a really strong event. Um, Will Yeary, a DBU guy. What we say about the DBU guys, they, they grab early on. Chances on, those guys can hit. And what did Will Yeary do? He hit and he only struck out one time. Um, shout out to our guy, Fisher Pauly Doroff, for being mic'd up and swinging the bat well and having some cool moments there. Very entertaining and, and talented player. Um, you know, one thing you and I like to do is, you know, where, where do guys hit in the lineup, you know, in the summer? Yep. And sometimes there are teams that really rotate that a lot. They'll have a couple of mainstays, but they'll rotate guys a lot. Um, but, but Anthony Lura hitting leadoff for that group. And like, I just loved, he's kind of a, like, kind of like a front foot player. Like he's always <coughs> looking for something to do. He's always looking for an extra base. He's always looking to get involved in the action somehow. And you know, one game they were kind of struggling, but it was like 0-0 in the fourth inning. Uh, he got on first, stole second, and then he took third when the ball got away on the throw and the infielders were just kind of lazily getting to the ball. And he's like, well, I'm going to take third. And he takes third base and then comes around and scores and puts their first run on the board. Like, it just totally changed the dynamic of that game. I was like, yeah, you know, that's this is kind of like what some players do. They're able to impact the game in, in, in certain ways and just kind of get their team going and – um, really liked what I saw from him. I thought Adrian Rodriguez took some fantastic at bats. I thought he was much better than his line. 
his line wasn't bad. He ended up hitting 333, 500, 417, uh, but only struck out once. Uh, he had a couple balls to the wall that were, were impressive swings. Um, Garrett Wallace is a guy we've talked about in the past, you know, that had a really strong playoff run with Flower Mound. He had a strong, um, strong manly, but, you know, Austin Phillips was on base a lot. Uh, just a really, really fun team to watch. Um, you know, recently uncommitted Cooper Powell threw really, really well. Seven strikeouts in five innings uh, from the left side. And like the most impressive thing he did to me, you know, like the fastball got some whiffs, breaking ball got some whiffs. Watching him get off the mound to field a ball, it was like, like really impressive athleticism. I was like, whoa, like, okay, like. I didn't, I, I knew you were athletic. I didn't realize you moved that well. I mean, he bounced off there like a middle infielder uh, to field a ball that was going down the line. And uh, just a really impressive look there. Um, Josh Glazer had a big event with, with eight strikeouts and in five innings. Like this team had a lot of arms. Just one of those teams that's top to bottom, just a ton of talent on the roster. Yeah. Um, it was good to see Kate Irons. Um, yep. I hadn't seen, hadn't seen him live recently. Uh, Jax Marshall had a good event. Um, looking through it's, it, it's a loaded, it's a loaded lineup. Um, Braden McIntyre, uh, really showed well. Um, he had a good event for this group. You know, I, just another team that plays the game really well. Um, you can tell there's a lot of moving pieces with the roster. Uh, Trent Collier, um, you know, had a, had a good event, struck out 13 in six innings. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Grayson but, commit, right. I think. Uh, let's see. Do we have it? Crazy. Yeah, let me. Cody Cashin had a good event. Um, but yeah, no, it was. It, let's see, Glazier. Um, I don't see Collier on the roster. Am I just missing it? Yeah, I don't see him on the roster. So he must have been a late ad. Um, but Zach James, uh, five innings, no earned runs, just goes out there and continues to pitch and do what he does. Uh, just. Just one of the best teams in the state, um, and they played like it. You know, Anthony Yarra is a, one of our academic team guys, um, but it was it was fun watching them play. That was the first really extended look I've gotten at Matthew Botton as well. So that was uh, more than um, more than impressive for his for his tournament for the week. But just really good group, really fun to watch them play. Yeah, bot. Yeah, bot. I'm not like I'm. I'm kind of starting to update the 24 list i'm already kind of thinking ahead to 25 and it's like guys like that make make that class super exciting um there's still a lot of really high-end talent in that group and he's certainly going to be one of those guys um going down the list here to usa prime texas 2024 uh what an event grant moore had uh just an on-base machine uh in six games he had a 727 on-base percentage thanks to 10 walks uh, just a, a really consistently impressive uh, manually with for him with the bat. Uh, David Fernand- Hernandez had 14 RBI and 25 Let, late appearances, and that and led that had the to tournament. Be, I mean, that's that's outstanding. Uh, you know, James uh, Resek is a guy that caught our attention in the past from Plano West uh, with what he can do behind the dish and swinging the bat as well. He had a really strong event. Alex D'Angelo, both sides of the ball. <laughs> Um, was really impressive. Uh, but these guys really swung the bat. They had a team OPS of 1.045 um, and 30 walks and 30 strikeouts, but a, a talented lineup top to bottom that that did some damage. 
Yeah, they they're a team that always just strikes me as like you look up and they've just beaten you because they play really good baseball. Uh, mm-hmm. Grant Moore, uh, talking about him, he plays with his hair on fire. Um, got down the line a couple of times on on some balls. Uh, Colton Claprot, um, he he can impact the baseball from uh, Eaton High School. Uh, big physical, uh, big physical switch hitting um, uh, catcher first baseman. Uh, he's going to have a, a definite chance to go somewhere. Sam Distel uh, had a good event. Um, I didn't get to see them play as much, but, you know, it's it's kind of just like ho-hum. You look up and they beat you. Um, they play, you know, they have a brand of baseball and they're coached really well and uh, they don't make a lot of mistakes and um, they just – they find ways to win. Uh, that's what, you know, like you said, huge performance from David Hernandez uh, from Flower Mountain Marcus. Um, led the tournament in RBIs, uh, albeit with a game less than most of the other guys in the running for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, just really impressed with them. Cole Hickey, uh, four and two thirds, uh, with no earned runs. Um, looking at the pitching, let's see Jacob Henry threw five innings, John Galley, six and a third. Um, so they, you know, had a bunch of guys contribute to the, to, to their run that they made. Yeah, yeah, really impressive group, and uh, I definitely wish uh, I could definitely watch some some more Grant Moore bats uh, <coughs> because that guy just uh, the way, like you said, the way he plays the game, and he just was an on base machine for those guys. Um, yeah, and Bra- uh, Braden Roskis had a had a good event as well too. Yeah, GPA guy, um, another GPA guy from Argyle. Um, just he's he's a guy that as he continues to add strength, he's just going to be a really exciting player for for Argyle this year. I think. Dallas Tigers Bergman, who made the championship game before coming up just short. Uh, you know, when you talk about stars being stars, I think that's what applies to this group. Uh, Sawyer Farr was tremendous. Um, ended up hitting 500, 645, 909 with just three strikeouts and 32 plate appearances. Um, hit a homer, uh, walked eight times. Uh, I feel like he stole a ton of bases, too. Let me see how. Uh, ended up stealing five bases as well. Uh, made a couple of sensational plays at shortstop. Um, played a lot of second base, and I think that was kind of, you know, by design, just kind of getting some other guys some look at shortstop and, and getting some reps there and things like that. But um, he was out there playing shortstop in, in the title game and I believe the semifinal game as well and made a play from the hole to throw out a guy that got down the line in 4.4, and it was extremely impressive um super excited to follow you know his development the rest of the summer um out in area code and, and stuff like that as well because he's going to be a guy that i know pro guys are already excited to get a lot of looks at um sawyer strosnyder hit two homers 417 548 667 slash line only struck out two times was up to 90 miles an hour on the mound from the left side three pitch mix uh, had a really, really strong event, um, could fly around the outfield, great athlete, um, quick, strong hands. I mean, he he kind of checked the box that like, all right, coming in, this is a guy that's, you know, probably one of the best outfielders in the state. And he certainly backed that up um, this week at the Mattingly. And um, I thought Caleb Hoover, um, a guy I, I was really excited to get another look at because um, I feel like he made a lot of gains heading into the spring and a really strong, strong spring for Heath, both on the mound as a hitter uh, and just kind of started, he kind of took the next step physically um, and, and became a guy that's a definite two-way guy. 
Uh, probably higher ceiling a long term, I think, with the bat. Um, but he gets on the mound and, you know, multiple pitches for strikes was up to 89 miles an hour, I believe. Um, really swung the bat well. Had a huge, huge, I believe it was a grand slam um, in the semifinal yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, hit a grand slam, just a, a man. No, not not the semifinal game. Quarterfinal. Quarter, quarterfinal. Quarterfinal. Uh, yeah. Hit a grand slam uh, to create some separation of scoreboard late in the game there. But uh, he's got some juice from the left side, uh, that's for sure. And he had a really, really productive event for those guys. And uh, Zachary Applegate, I thought, really <clears> swung <throat> the bat well also. Just one strikeout, physical, big, strong, left-handed hitter. Uh, that really swung the bat well for those guys. But another one of these teams at top to bottom, I mean – there's so many guys you could talk about on this list that really had stayed up performances. Yeah. The, 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 the story on the mound, I mean, they had, they had some injuries definitely that could have made some of the outcomes a little bit different, you know, park Prater being down. Um, and then, you know, obviously Braden Bergman mm-hmm. uh, sounds like they're just playing it safe with him, uh, which they should, uh, but they pulled up some young 2025s to fill in um, and get some innings for them uh, with uh, Landon Ammerman from Heath uh, Baron Manis, uh, from Argyle. I mean, it's, it just seems like it's the same schools over and over. Um, but Colton Rockmore had a good, uh, a good event. Um, he swung the bat really well. I was impressed with him. Cooper Moore did some nice things. Uh, Alex Cadell GPA guy went eight innings, uh, gave up no earned runs, struck out nine. Um, let's see who else, who am I missing? Jack Hickerson. Jack Hickerson. uh, Yeah. Nine innings, no runs, 16 Ks, and only two walks. Uh, so really impressive outings from him. Um, another guy that I, I always like watching play from Farmersville is Brady Gray. Um, he does mm-hmm. a good job behind the plate. Uh, but, man, that, that was a fun group to watch. Um, you know, there's definitely some headlining stars in that group, but there's a lot of really good baseball players in that group as well. Um, so, I mean, if you could ever get in a scenario where you play them in the best of seven series against that 12 team, that would be, that would be pretty, pretty fun. So if they want to make that happen, we would definitely be, uh, down to attend. Um, yeah, we can host that one for you. Yeah. If that ever popped up, but yeah, just, you know, stars, good baseball. Um, you know, another team that played good team baseball as well as, Mm as having some standout performances from some individuals, but um, you know, kudos to them. They put put on a show for the entire week and uh, really, really showed well. Uh, Five star performance DFW twenty twenty four national. Uh, saw some of these guys down in Houston in our college championships, and uh, a lot of a lot of same names caught my attention. Uh, I mean, Landon Hutchinson's just been an, an on base guy like all summer. Uh, he's been one of the toughest guys to get out wherever he and, plays and spring. Yeah, and spring as well. Um, you know, f- strong season for friendship. He's carried that into the summer. I can really go get it in the outfield. Hits leadoff for those guys from the left side. Didn't strike out once. Um, 11 RBI and 32 plate appearances. Uh, you know, somebody's going to get a really, really good player there. And then Hudson Hutchinson, I thought, swung the bat better than his line. Um, one of well, those guys I'll, that. I'll- I'll interject there. He got, you know, he walked 10 times, but he was carrying a pretty heavy load uh, behind the plate. He was having to catch a lot. uh, Overstreet was, yeah, Overstreet was hurt. Yeah. Right. So, so it was hot. You know, he was battling back there. I I had a lot of, uh, I was really impressed with him, you know, despite the stat line not blowing you away. 
but you know, it's obvious that he's a good player. Yeah. Um, Watching him and, catch and throw is fun. It's, it's no, no doubt. He gets it in and out of there pretty quick. Um, yeah. Zeke Sione, who's committed to uh, Louisiana Monroe, um, hit a home run, had a really strong week with the bat. Um, you know, Caleb Watkins can really go get it in center field. He made two catches in a in the quarterfinals, I believe, or maybe the game yeah, before that. Yeah, it was that. It was the it was the game against Bergman. That I mean, just phenomenal. Insane. Like like I cannot believe he caught that ball where he did beside the wall in deep center field kind of plays and I believe if I remember right somebody told me that he is still kind of coming back from it might have been a hernia deal so somebody's like yeah he's actually faster than what he's shown I was like well that's really impressive because he can really go get it out there in center field a guy that I think on just a glove alone is a guy that somebody's going to take a chance on but he can he can swing the bat as well um you know Timothy Haynes I, I thought swung it well um, got on the mound and, and looked good again. I believe he was up to 89 miles an hour. Didn't give up an earned run in four and two thirds innings. Um, you know, just a group, a lot of, a lot of hard throwing arms on here. Uh, you know, Jackson Jordan, I believe was up to 91 or 92 miles an hour. Jack Sharp, I believe was up to like 91 miles an hour. Um, you know, Brooks Roberson, it was fun to see him back on the mound again, just two innings, but uh, his slider has gotten a lot better. I think uh, it's a weapon. Uh, we knew the changeup was there. We knew he could really pitch, but the slider, the slider he showed, it, it's it's going to be a real difference maker for him. <laughs> his arrow is really pointing up there. Um, and our guy Keller Lindeman, man, just throws strikes, gets on the mound, throws strikes. Uh, I, I think he continues to establish himself as a guy that I think. Uh, uh, probably a lot of JUCO programs are getting a look at and saying, yeah, this can be a guy that, that's potentially a dude for us um, on the mound. But um, yeah, a group that, um, you know, I, I, they've had a heck of a schedule recently, which I, I think kind of um, weighed a little heavy on some legs as, as the event yeah. went on. Um, understandably so, because it's really, really hot this time of the year, but a fun group, Brady Bowles, shortstop, another friendship guy. Like he's just a ball player, man. He's just a ball player. He's, um, you know, he's, he's not the same athlete or runner as this guy, but he reminds me a lot of Brock the young from the 12 and like, they just impact games. They just impact winning. They carry themselves a certain way. Um, uh, they make all the plays, uh, they make things happen with the bat. They're involved in a lot of the action. I think he's going to be a quality ad for somebody. Yeah. Uh, a couple other guys. I mean, they have a long list of guys that can just really pitch and compete. Uh, they have a bunch of guys that they just threw out there this week. Um, you know, it sounds like, I think they want to say they played three games in Hoover on Monday and then were uh, had two games in Melissa at 9 and 11.30 on Tuesday. So I think they were running on fumes a little bit. But, man, they competed and gutted all the way through it, uh, unsurprisingly. But, man, they're they're impressive. Uh, Sawyer Dunnigan did some stuff. Drew, Drew Smith is an athletic player that, that I've always liked, um, hated – Hated it for Jake that he had been nursing a little bit of a hammy, but, um, you know, part of it, and it's smart to rest. I mean, there's no reason to push it at that point and then, you know, possibly end your summer, especially for him going into football too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but um, would have liked to have seen him out there just because I think he would have performed well and shown a lot of people what, what he's all about. Uh, Tucker Tittle um, is a guy that racks up monster numbers in, in high school ball and just yep. really knows how to pitch really knows how to pitch. So, um, but a good showing for those guys, especially if you factor in what they come from, 
Um, and, you know, missing a couple of guys for some other events. I mean, it was, they were on fumes and they just gutted through it and shoot almost, almost made it to the semis. Uh, just if it wasn't for a back and forth game with, you know, some big time performances for the Bergman team, you know, they, they, uh, they might've seen themselves in the final four. So, um, impressive week for them. Yeah. A wild back and forth game. Bergman ended up edging them 12 to 11, um, late, late into the night there, Friday night in the quarterfinal. Uh, next team on the list, Doolin's Dodgers Prime, Good uh, Godwin. Um, I uh, was really excited to see Wyatt Sanford just do anything, but especially play defense. And yeah, it's it's a different level of of shortstop defense with that guy. Like he made a play that I, I think ninety nine percent of people might not appreciate it because it just kind of looked routine, but. It was a ball in the hole, and I think almost every other high school shortstop would have just gone to the backhand and tried to show off the arm. But he got around the ball effortlessly, just easy movement, easy bend, got in front of it, fielded it, went through the baseball, kind of through toward going towards first base. It's like, is this one of those plays? Is just like, yeah, like, you know, it's just a little bit different level of love at shortstop. And then, oh, by the way, he hit 667, 760, and slugged 1.056 with just two strikeouts um, throughout the event. So just – I don't want to say established because he already established himself as a really big-time prospect in that in that 2024 class, but kind of just reinforced that he's going to be a heavily, heavily scouted guy the rest of the summer – um, and then to the spring, my pro guys, because you just don't typically see many guys that can play defense at shortstop um, the way he can play defense. So um, he really, really stood out. Um, you know, Kyle Branch, the younger Branch brother, shockingly, he hit. Um, Kendall Johnson, man, like sneaky pop, like not a big guy, um, moves well, runs well, um, top of the order, kind of bat center fielder, left-handed hitter, but like, the ball came off his barrel, like surprisingly, like I was, I was a little surprised at how much impact he created because he's just not one of those big physical guys, but ended up hitting a homer, um, had 12 runs scored and, and 26 plate appearances. Uh, only three strikeouts w- was really, really impressive there. Um, fun group group to watch, um, you know, Brooks Artain, another, I believe DBU guy. Yeah. Uh, those, those guys just find hitters early on, man. Um, unsurprisingly, but um, fun group. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was especially fun just to see why Sanford defend out there. It's, it's, I'm yeah. always giddy about shortstops that can really, really play defense. And, and he's certainly one of those guys. A couple of really, <clears throat> really good pitching performances too. Um, Owen Lawson's the guy that we saw at our homeschool event. Uh, just gets out, throws it in there and mm-hmm. gets out. So I'm always impressed with him. Uh, Parker Bowman uh, went seven innings. Um, struck out 11, one earned run, uh, real from Lebanon trail, uh, good outing for him. Um, let's see who else did I write down? Michael Malott from Prosper, uh, had a good, had a good outing. Um, let's see, Landon Carr kind of does what he does. Just goes out there and gets outs, uh, five innings, no earned runs, um, throws in there. And then, then Brody walls, um, is a guy that you can just see the talent oozing out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was the first time I've really seen him play defense. He was playing third, obviously with Stanford at short, but uh, just the way he handles the ball and throws the ball from different arm angles when he's just, you know, playing catch in between innings. I mean, that stuff, that stuff matters. Um, 
And, you know, it's people notice that kind of stuff and you can tell there's, there's an insane level of talent there. Um, and he was playing up with this 2024 group, but he's a, he's a special, special player. Um, Zach Gregalis, excuse me, from Lexington Catholic in, uh, in Kentucky, uh, drove in 10 runs on the week. Um, so obviously did some good situational hitting for him. Uh, Michael Catalano is a kid that I always like playing, just like the way he pitches, um, just attacks, moves the ball around. You can tell he has a really good feel for what he's trying to do. So um, really impressive event for them. Uh, just loaded with talent, play hard, uh, just good group. Really enjoyed watching them play this week. Last of the quarter finalists, TBT Ballers, Texas 17U National. And, uh, man, these guys just top to bottom, like, played with, with great energy, uh, great competitiveness. Um, it's – you don't always see this in the summer. And it's I'm not saying other teams don't have it, but, like, you could visually see that this was a group that was, like, pulling for each other. Like, let's – we're all on the same page. We're all moving in the right direction here. We're all trying to just, just eke out a win any way we can. Um, and that's what they did. Um, really stood out. Um, Caleb Rayleigh um, hit a big home run early on in the event. Um, Good-looking swing from the right side. Um, he caught my eye. Uh, Esteban Toscano, who played center field, flew down the line. Some really good run times from him. Um, you know, one of those guys is kind of a, a pesky hitter and, and can put the ball in play and use his legs and his athleticism uh, to make some things happen there and go run it down in the outfield as well. Um, Colin Poindexter ended up striking out 10 uh, and didn't give up. an uh, He gave up just one earned run in eight innings. Uh, his big curveball just really frustrated a, a really good DFW twin 17 U black team. Uh, just something about his. This delivery, the arm action, this the shape of the stuff, guys just could not hit it. Um, and he just uh ended up throwing eight eight innings in the in the event. Um, threw really, really deep into that game versus the FW Kings. <coughs> um, impressive performance there. Uh, but these guys, uh, you know, Austin Kyle, I thought took some really competitive at bats. One of those guys that like does not give a pitch away, like he's he spoils stuff. He's going to get deep into counts. He's going to make you work. Um, and he did that really consistently. Uh, a fun team to watch. I just really like the way these guys competed. Uh, just, just was really impressed with just the will and the togetherness of the group, which I think carried over um, onto the field because they ended up going four and two and reaching the quarterfinals. Yeah. Um, Davian Hernandez um, is a guy that I've liked in the past. Uh, I think he played for that sticks team last, last year. I mean, mm -hmm. you talked about Caleb Braley, Gavin Massey had a good outing for them on the mound. Um, did some nice things. Easton Purcell did well. And like you said, they're just a team that they gutted their way through stuff, you yeah. know, like you just looked up and they won. Um, and that's a sign of a good team and a team that plays well together. And, um, you know, there's a lot to be said for that. And that, that can take you a long way in these types of events and, um, you, you can tell that they were, they were ready to go. Uh, they were hyper competitive. Um, and that's always fun to watch when you're, you know, it's, it's hot, you know, get some guys dogging it down the line. I didn't really get that feeling from them. No, uh, not just, at all. just, a, just an impressive group. And it wasn't surprising that they made the run that they did. Yeah. Yeah. Really good energy about those guys. Um, so those are our eight quarter finalists. The semifinalists were 
Um, Texas 12 Red Sox uh, in a, a really good back and forth game against Sticks 2024 Scout. And then Dallas Tigers Bergman ended up edging, uh, not edging, ended up beating Doolin's Dodgers Prime. Um, Godwin eight to nothing. And in that final game between 12 Red Sox and Dallas Tigers Bergman with Red Sox getting the win 62. They had to hold on a bases loaded situation with two outs in the final inning. Um, some drama after Sawyer Farr put one in play. He was like 408 down the line to beat it out. Get the inning going, set up an opportunity for like some maybe a drama grand slam or something like that. But uh, the Red Sox were able to, to close the door there. But uh, well, Drew and I just kind of go back and forth here with just some other standouts that caught our attention um, throughout the event. Um, you want to lead <clears throat> off? You want me to go? Yeah. Um, I, these are probably from some teams that we didn't get to get as much of a look at. But mm-hmm. yeah, we'll just kind of scatter shot and throw out some names and some performances and things that stood out. Uh, I'm going to start with Austin wings, uh, Rainer Heinrich. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we've talked about him quite a bit throughout the spring. Uh, guy plays with his hair on fire. First at bat that I saw hit a double and maybe either a double or a triple, but he was flying around the bases, just an impressive athlete. Uh, you can tell he plays, plays the game really hard. Uh, just really impressive player. Yeah, that's that's my dude from down here in Rouse. And uh I, I hope some people were were paying attention there because um he he certainly got a chance for sure. Um Drew Saucedo for, from Brandeis and San Antonio area for the uh Texas 12, South Texas Navy. Um ended up hitting 500, only struck out once, hit a home run, can really, really run, skilled enough to play outfield, infield. Um you know, a guy that's added some strength and you can see, and it's really showing the way he's able to impact the baseball. Uh, he's caught my attention for over a year now. And I think he's really growing into a guy um, that's added some extra base impact to his profile offensively to go with a plus run time. Had a really, really good weekend swing in the bat for those guys uh, for that, that South Texas Navy 12 team. Um, I'm going to go to a couple guys on the DFW twins black that stood out uh, Brady Coe. Charlie Anderson, uh, Tate Green had three bombs on the weekend. Ryan Jones is a, is a great player that we've always liked. Uh, Jackson Burns is turning himself into one of the best pitchers in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aiden White recently committed to Nebraska, lefty on the mound. And then Cam Harris from Brock uh, had a really good event. And then Connor Mohan uh, from Burleson Centennial, was an arm that was really, really intriguing uh, that I guess recently committed to tech, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, But man, that twins team is fun to watch. They do a good job. Rand green did some nice things as well, but (laughs) Tate green to me stood out. He's just a really good ball player. And then I know you're a big fan of Brady Coe on the mound. Like he was spinning it and he, he knows, he knows one speed on the baseball field. Um, and that's all out, and he's just really fun to watch play baseball. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, you think about that, the left side of the infield for Allen with uh-huh. him and Tate Green, I mean, it's that's pretty special. Um, and uh, just a, a good group that's really fun to watch watch play. Yeah. Spoiler alert, when we do the updated 24 list, Brady Coe is going to be on it. Like, he, I, I really struggled with him initially, and I say initially. I mean, God, it feels like it was three years ago when I did that first. When we did that first list, but it was like back in December, because um, I hadn't seen, I'd seen him play, I hadn't seen him pitch in person. His curveball spin rate was up to twenty seven hundred. His fastball was up to ninety one miles an hour. He's throwing changeups, low spin changeups for strikes. Like 
It was really good on the mound. It was really good at shortstop, and he hit extremely well. Like that, that's a dude. Um, and I, I'm super excited to see what he does his senior year. And I'm also excited that he's going to get the opportunity at the next level to be a two way guy because he's legitimately um, that skilled. Um, I think Cam Harris is going to become a sneaky good prospect, like big, physical, athletic football player. Uh, but the left-handed swing was really good. Um, I, I think that the the people that bear down on him uh, this past week, I, I think that they're going to benefit because he's got a chance to be a, be a dude uh, for sure. Um, from the Action 17U white team, Harrison Thayer, a guy that I've, I've heard a lot about, a Leander prospect from my neck of the woods. Um, eight strikeouts and five and two-thirds. Um, the stuff has been missing bats all summer, and that's what it did out, out in the Mattingly as well. <coughs> Um, I think he's going to be a guy that some college programs um, probably got some eyes on and will continue to get some eyes on because he's got bat missing stuff and he's starting to build a, a consistent track record of performance as well. Um, moving on to Duran baseball, 17U national um, Brooks Burdine, I believe let me make sure. Yeah. So I'm not lying to you here. Led the event in stolen bases of 2025 from Alito Um uh, but I like that team. I saw them early in some tournaments um, already this summer, but I didn't get to see them a whole lot this week. But, uh, you know, shout out to Brooks Burdine for leading leading the event uh, in, in stolen bases as of 2025. Speaking of guys that can really, really run, um, Caden Baker from the Texas 12 uh, 2024 Black uh can fly um down the line and he was smacking some line drives into the into the gaps um throughout the week and, and just an impressive guy i think he probably profiles as one of those future um top of the order kind of guys had just two strikeouts and 21 plate appearances uh i mean if you're looking that's the kind of guy that looking for somebody that can change the game with their speed um he certainly profiles in that regard um I am not the expert on this team, but I feel like we can't go a whole podcast without talking about the Hawaii team. Um, I love having them in our events. Uh, mm-hmm. They play with the swagger. They have some fun. Um, Cohen Goas? Is that yeah, you know that's how right. to say uh-huh. Cohen is fun to watch. Uh, big fan of him. Uh, Jay Souza is a player that we all know and really, really like. Uh, Noah Kubo had himself quite an event. Um, hit that guy just hits, man. He just the... hits every time we see him. Yeah, Tanner Chun. Uh, it's a – man, they they are a fun group to watch. Um, and, you know, we, they've come – they spend a lot of time, money, and effort to come down here, and they always show well. I'm always impressed with the way they do things. Um, and, you know, this week was no, no different. So uh, kudos to them. Um, always love having them at our events and um you know i again i'll say it jeff is our resident hawaii expert but uh just really really like watching them play yeah and chandler murray to me i know there's some a lot of college coaches taking taking a look at that one because big physical right-handed bat with some power and he has some real hit feel too um i I think that he's gonna be a uh probably a, a big time d1 guy um, probably going to head over stateside and have his pickup programs um, there. Um, C2 Baseball, Texas Scout 2024. Um, Tyler Ryden, I I, uh, I didn't know much about him. 
um, was peeking in on their one of their early games, and he comes in, uh, good-looking arm, clean arm action, uh, but could really spin a nice curveball, probably one of the better curveballs I saw in the event. And unsurprisingly, he struck out 10 guys in four and two-thirds innings. So it kind of speaks to that stuff. Obviously, uh, he also threw a, a quality changeup for a strike to lefties. Like, first lefty he saw, he started hitting the – the arm side corner with his changeup, full confidence in throwing that pitch. I think he's going to fill out more, kind of a skinny, loose, loose frame right now. I think he's going to fill out. Uh, but but one of the better curveballs I saw in the event, um, a guy with some pitching feel as well. I believe he's a clear falls guy in the Houston area. But um, he's got a chance. Um, him and Child Timmons. Child Timmons is a guy that's caught my eye in the past. Uh, he struck out seven guys in four innings, a two-way player. But he could really spin the baseball as well on the mound. Those two guys have – are, are going to have strong senior seasons for their respective high schools. Uh, yeah, moving – or I guess staying in Houston uh, with the Houston Heat, Parker Blackman uh, put on a show. He can really, yes. really run. Um, he is going to make somebody very happy at the top of the lineup, guy getting on base, causing some some frustrated pitchers and catchers. And um, But he had a good event when I saw him, um, Jake Farish, a guy off our academic team that uh-huh. we like, Dawson Park, Braden Scherzer, some names that we've always known and liked uh, for the Heat, and uh, just wanted to shout those guys out. Dawson Park was up to I think ninety one or ninety two off the mound, um, and from from uh, from what his dad told me, the last time he pitched was like a one of their last district games, so probably like what mm-hmm. was that April, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Gets on the mound and just like, and his curveball spin was really, really good too. Um, fun guy to watch. He's been a, I feel like he's been a five tool standout for like, gosh, like two or three years now. Um, Dirtbacks, Texas 2024. Some guys from my neck of the woods down here in, in the Austin area. Um, Colby DeMars from Liberty Hill hit two homers um, in the same game. Um, Nick Dunch also hit a homer, a guy that plays center field uh, for Round Rock. Um, swung the bat well there. Um, and another Round Rock guy, Sam DeLong. And I was kind of curious, like, who's going to emerge at Round Rock to pitch? Because they lost Socora, Cade Weibel, and Tanner Jackson. Three really, really good senior arms have all moved on. Uh, Sam DeLong, man, he's got a chance. Uh, good pitching feel from the left side. Uh, he's going to fill out a little bit more through five innings. Um, no earned runs, one hit, six strikeouts, two walks. Quality three-pitch mix. I'm excited to see what happens with him. Um, at Ron Rock and then uh, Ridge Morgan um, got to look at him he had the unfortunate task of facing the Dallas Tigers Bergman in his matchup but the slider spin rate was over 2700 up to 79 80 miles an hour he could back foot it against lefties heavy sinker 87 89 miles an hour through a ton of strikes uh, really pounding the zone even his misses I thought were really good misses uh, just kind of more confirmation for me after what I saw in the spring that I think this guy can really pitch um, and it, it can really spin the baseball. Um, University of Texas commitment. Excited to see what he's got in store the rest of the summer and, and for his senior year. Yeah, uh, moving over to Marucci Dunn, uh, kind of like five star. I thought they might be a team that a little bit tired uh, coming off of Hoover, uh, but nonetheless, some really intriguing players on the team uh, that we are big fans of. Uh, Braylon Mitchell had a good event. Uh, let's see. Dante Lewis was really good at the plate. Um, and not, you know, we saw, saw something from him on the mound too. Uh, yep. just 
impressive arm. Um, like I know you've talked about him a lot. I mean, there's a lot more in there too. Um, mm-hmm. He's got a chance to really blow up at some point. Uh, Matthew Millett swung the bat well. Um, but yeah, like I said, they, they look like a team that they were, they, they'd come off of a long event and they look tired um, to me, which is understandable <laughs> basically yeah. after what they've done. Owen Collins went five innings, uh, gave up no earned runs. Uh, let's see who else. Yeah. They did a good job kind of keeping the innings low for the most part on their guy, Keegan Dimmer um, guy yeah. that, that, that we like um, uh, just man, like just another guy at Tomball. I mean like Tomball Grand Oaks is that is the, the talent between those two schools is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to see our, our guy, Aiden Piercy from the GPA team. Yeah. Um, uh, walking around. He's, he's one of our favorites. Uh, Parker Smith caught really, really well. Um, I know turned some heads and there's mm-hmm. some people asking about him. Um, but, but yeah, they, uh, you know, like you said, they, they were, they had, if you gave them some truth serum, I'm sure they'd probably tell you they were a little bit tired, but, mm-hmm. uh, they showed up played and, you know, just, uh, didn't get out of the pool, but, that talent and that roster is absolutely loaded and we know they're really well coached and do a good job. Cause there's a lot of players on that team that we like. Yeah. It was, speaking of Dimmer, like you and I caught the you know tail end of one of their games. You're like, who's this catcher with the arm strength back there? And I'm like, I think that's Keegan Dimmer, but you know, because Tombo has Kate Aaron Vita, he doesn't really catch that much, you know, like, mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons why I, I mean, I really love getting out for <coughs> stuff in the summer is because you see guys show skill that they you might not see at the high school level just because of the roster situation. Like, especially with pitchers, you'll see pitchers come out and just like, wait, you were on JV last year? It's like, well, yeah, we had this guy on varsity, this guy, this guy, this guy. There's not enough innings, you know? Like, there's just older players that are really, really good. Um, but Keegan Demmer, like, had a really strong arm back there. And I saw him hit a bomb off the scoreboard off Braden Sharp in the playoffs um, when I saw them against the Woodlands. So he's got some juice in the bat as well. But, yeah, him and Parker Smith both, like if you were looking for a catcher, um, both those guys have, have got a really real chance. And then um, Pullman Ryan, uh, I liked him in the past as a shortstop. Um, he was also up to 91 miles an hour off the mound at the Mattingly. Um, kind of one of those guys that's just a middle of the diamond athlete that kind of gets on the mound and uses his arm speed and athleticism. Uh, but he was running it up there real well. Uh, I didn't know, I didn't know he pitched and I, I certainly didn't know he threw 91 miles an hour, but, um, yeah, that's a group that, uh, definitely top to bottom, a lot of talent. Um, a guy that like, I I've always had circled since I saw him, I think last summer, um, for, for the, uh, Texas angels, 2024 Keaton, Zach Gingrich from Smithson Valley. Uh, he turned a lot of heads with the way he swung the bat this week, ended up hitting 500, 571 slugged 833 with a Homer. Um, and he hit a lot of balls very, very hard throughout the event. Um, physical, strong top of the order, kind of left-handed hitter, Runs well. The power is really coming on. I heard that was his ninth home run of the summer, I believe. Wow. And uh, he's he's really like – he was a guy I was like, okay, he really projects. And then I saw him in the spring. I was like, oh, wow, he's added like 20 pounds of muscle. 
And now the skill and the consistency is really caught up as well. I, I like to swing more. I think he's getting to more contact, more quality contact. Um, I know that there are a lot of college coaches peeking on there. And I had a couple ask me, like, he's uncommitted. And I was like, yeah, like, not like we've wrote about it. We've talked about <laughs> it. Um, so I, I think the cat's out of the bag now. He's probably going to have his pick of, uh, of schools that are interested in him. Uh, also, his pitch as well, up to 89 miles an hour. I like him more as a position player. Uh, kind of a center fielder, corner outfield type that can really swing the bat. Um, he really caught my eye. And then Jordan Ballin, um, who's a 5 55 guy, didn't strike out once, hit 636, plays middle of the diamond defense well, great football player, good athlete, can really, really run. Um, a guy that's just kind of more confirmation, like, all right, yeah, you are you are a dude um, in that 2024 class. Yeah, kind of like the staying along the same lines as Hawaii. Another team that comes a long way for our stuff is the Mississauga Tigers, mm-hmm. Byron. A um, couple standout performances for them. David Stanley hit two bombs, uh, had six RBIs, scored nine runs for an OPS of 15-12. Uh, had a really nice event at the plate. Uh, Mark Nellis found himself on base a lot. Uh, let's see, who else? I think they – yeah, they did it. You know they they ended up making some waves. They went four and two on the on the week. Uh, showed well. Uh, Nathan Curra threw five innings, struck out ten, uh, only gave up one earned run. Then Wesley Johnson went seven innings and only gave up one earned run while striking out five. Uh, so an impressive showing for them. Uh, like I said, winning four games on on the on the week for the Mississauga Tigers. Another out of state team, Slammers uh, Zavaris. Um, Bryce Robinette really swung the bat well. No strikeouts and 17 plate appearances. Strong right-handed pitter. Um, got some extra base pop. Uh, every time I saw him taking a bat, it, it was a quality one there um, in the middle of the lineup for those guys. Um, and then on the mound, Tyler Weston came in um, in relief of the game I saw. Struck out five guys in, in three innings, only gave up one and run. Uh, quality fastball with some angle, but the slider was was a real standout. Uh, true slider, I believe it was up to like 79 or 80 miles an hour. Um, got it to the glove side, really gave right-handed pitchers, a, a right-handed hitters a lot of problems as a swing and miss kind of a pitch. Um, certainly, but certainly a guy that I think, um, you know, the college coaches watching him um, had to be really impressed with the quality of stuff that he saw. Because I think, I think he's a guy that's going to, continue to throw harder in the future, but that slider is already a difference maker. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to move over to the Scorpion 17U Black. Uh, just another strong showing from the Scorpions organization. I just yep. love the way they way they do things. Um, Lane Stockton was leading off a bunch. I like him a lot. Austin Hardy did some nice things. Uh, Garrett Marshall on the mound went six innings, I believe, and gave up no earned runs. Against a really good lineup, Dean Domalise, Dean Domalise uh, 2024 from the Woodlands, um, really really showed well on the week. I like the way he swings the bat. Uh, did a good job. You know, they just they're another one of those teams. They just look, you just look up and they beat you. Um, and uh, just you know, we've said it feels like over and over, but they just do an incredible job with the way they run their organization. Matt Macklin pitched well as well. Um, let's see who, who else, let me move over to their hitters, but, uh, went three and two on the week. Uh, let's see. Kevin Fuentes, um, had a 1.256 OPS on the week. Uh, so made some impact at the plate. 
um, and showed well for for the Scorpions. Uh, Waco Storm Angels, I loved watching this group because they play hard. A lot of guys that bust it down the line, they fly around the field, great energy, great competitiveness. Uh, There was a point in time where Hunter Lowry, I think for the first three games, had only gotten out once in three games, um, ended up uh, with an OPS of 2.583 in 12 plate appearances, uh, thanks in part to six walks, and he also hit a homer. He had a heck of a week with a bat. Um, Easton Paxson flew down the line. I had him in the 4-1 range, really played hard, made some things happen there. Um, Just a group that was a a lot of fun to watch. Um, Pitching-wise on the mound, Cameron Johnson, a guy that that – we're familiar with uh, only through two innings, but he's had a really, really strong summer. Uh, but it, this is a group that like, I hope that college coaches were paying attention to this group because they, there was some skill, there was some athleticism and just some guys that play really, really, really hard. Um, and I think it showed up in, in the stat line for a lot of those guys as well. Uh, a group that uh, um, I think they had some bad luck in, in one game that didn't go their way in extra innings or, or down the stretch, but uh, they definitely showed up. Yeah, they they played four games. Three of them were decided by one run. I mean, they're just they're just playing hard every single game, and they're right right in there at the end. Uh, yeah, moving over to the South Texas Sliders, one guy that really showed well that kind of created some buzz for himself this week. Ty Powell mm-hmm. um, is going to be a dude uh, from 2025 from Fulcher High School. Um, he is very very impressive. Yeah, Brandon Stewart from that team had seven strikeouts. He caught my eye down in, at Rice in one of our Houston events. Sneaky good fastball. It's got good shape to it, um, and it really plays well in the zone. Uh, Blaine Brown, who recently committed to uh, to Rice from that te- uh, Trotsky, Texas scout team, um, he had a week with the bat. Homer, nine RBI, uh, sl- uh, OPS of 2.083. Uh, the talent, the skill, the projection – um, it's all there. Kudos to Rice for getting in early on that one um, and getting him committed because he's got a chance to be a, a true difference maker on both sides of the ball. Yeah, um, definitely an impressive group there. <clears throat> I'm going to go move over to the Texas Cannons, uh, Chambly. Um, just another team I love watching them play. Guys, I, Some guys I like on their team, uh, Brooks Griggs-Bell, uh, Levi Schaefer, um, Colson would hit a home run. Uh, just a, a good organization that does things the right way. Um, you know, you look up in a lot of our events and see them playing it towards the end. Uh, coach really well. Um, you know, we talk about Levi Schaefer, just another arm, mm-hmm. um, another arm from Keller. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's ridiculous. It's a running joke for us at this point because we're like, oh, Another killer arm throwing 88 to 90 miles an hour on the mound. It's like I've lost count of how many guys that they have that have done that this summer. Um, okay, Fuel 2024, Brooks. Uh, Kale Sutter, a uh, two-way guy. He pitched really, really well against the Hawaii team. Big physical left-handed pitcher. Um, also swung the bat really well. Also hit a home run. Uh, Braylon Brooks, who's committed to Oklahoma State. Two-way guy, was up to 90 miles an hour on the mound, played shortstop, hit a homer. He actually hit a homer off the scoreboard um, in, in the game that I watched. Uh, you can see why Oklahoma State jumped on that one. Um, and then Drake Fitchrow, just a really, really athletic center fielder. Um, wants to put in bat the wants to put the bat in motion. Um, aggressive player in the batter's box, but a guy can run. He played center field. 
Um, he, he's got some tools there in center field for that team. Yeah. Uh, and then I think my last team that uh, point out uh, Texas centers coached by Nick DeSantiago. That mm-hmm. team is loaded, loaded. Um, mm-hmm. And I know these are a lot of guys down from your neck of the woods, but um, you know, got some injuries on the team. Um, just, you know, it's part of it at this point in the, point in the summer, but some guys that we really like <clears throat> Will Hill, Cooper Rummel was back out on the mound for the first time. And I mean, he looks like a big leaguer on the mound right now. Um, just a, Really impressive physical he's specimen. Yeah. He's big <laughs> Threw the ball well. Um, you know, it was on a pitch count, so he didn't go very long. Samuel Stevens is a 2024 that I think has a chance to really go somewhere and do something. Um, very, very good GPA, 3.94 from McCallum. Really knows how to pitch. I think someone's going to get a steal with him. He reminds me a lot of Jack Brady. Um, just kind of mm-hmm. a guy that, you know, taller and thin, just but knows how to pitch. Um, Ed Small. Uh, made some stuff happen with his speed. Um, then you got Victor Coronado, uh, Caldwell McFadden. I mean, it's just an absolutely loaded roster. Um, and Clayton Namkin, AM commit. Uh, just the list goes on and on for those guys. Gus Beggert hit a home run um, on the weekend and uh, just a lot of talent there. Jack Burkle hit a home run as well um, from Regents. Uh, so a lot of talent there. Nick does a good job with those guys. Um, and they're going to be exciting to watch over the next couple of years. Yeah, they're certainly loaded for sure. Um, all right, I'm going to run through a, a couple of guys from a couple of teams here. I, I said we weren't going to mention every team, but heck, we might get close to it. Um, from GPS legend, 70U Puffer, a guy I'm familiar with from down here in Georgetown, Riley Leininger. <laughs> Uh, big, strong left-handed hitter. He hit two bombs in one of the first games of the, of the tournament. Uh, for his team, I mean, it's it's real pull side power. I mean, when he gets into it, it flies um, off the bat. And I think he's a guy that, that caught some attention to some college coaches. Uh, from PNT 2024, Vincent Vanderwell uh, really swung the bat well from the left side. Good-looking kid, physical athlete. Uh, Raphael Fercal Jr., yes, the son of Raphael Fercal, um, hit a home run in the game, hit 300, got on base, did his thing. He's got some skill. Uh, it was pretty cool to see his dad out there checking out um, his son playing for that PNT 2024 team. Um, Kane Southwest Hearn, Mason Hamilton got into one and hit a bomb. Um, he, he's got some big bat speed and some big power um, from the right side. Um, Braden Mulkey is a guy that um, really caught my eye for Davenport in the playoffs. He had a strong tournament as well, um, swinging the bat there. And uh, Evan Nikowski, um, I watched one of their games and he nearly hit two homers out to left field, just missed it. Some really towering fly balls. Uh, he's got some interesting power and some projection there. We've talked about sticks, 2025 scout. Did you mention them already? I feel like we've I talked about them in yeah. four podcasts already. So a lot of familiar names, a lot of the usual suspects. Uh, I'm going to shout out Caden Mitchell because he had in a bat in one of their early games, that just totally changed the name. I, be, I believe it was like a nine or 10 pitch at bat, super competitive at bat, um, ended up getting the job done, coming through for his team. Um, and I feel like that's a guy that like was probably a little bit frustrated with the way he played in the pudge. And then he came out in the, in the uh, Manningly and it was like, Oh yeah, this is, this is the guy. Um, didn't uh, only struck out once really swung the bat. Well, made plays defensively. Um, and Eli Willits, I mean, I could do a whole podcast on Eli Willits probably. 
Um, and then Jackson Rickert just doing his thing, you know, like just totally shoving, just give him the ball, gets after guys. The slider was a big time weapon, um, just continues to perform at a really, really high level. Um, and Brody Kaley, I, I thought he pitched well. Uh, six innings went deep into a start, carried his stuff. I like the way he pitched. I like the way the, the shape of his stuff looked. Uh, and the one last guy from the Arlington AIDS Braves, Cole McCoy, he caught my eye on our, our fall TSA event. Um, you know, really athletic, projectable shortstop. Ended up hitting up, ended up hitting 417 uh, for those guys. And I thought he had a strong week in the manually. So, um, okay, we've only mentioned probably about 200 players at that point. So, yeah. if we didn't get to, I'm sorry, but we uh, we don't want this thing to turn into a three hour marathon podcast. Um, only two. Sake, for yeah, only two for your sake, for our sake, for everybody um involved. But go to five tool.org, you can go find all of the coverage from the manually. Literally just kick click on the events and click the follow button from the manually. You can just kind of go back through and through your my feed section on five tool.org and check out all the video coverage. But we'll have a lot of write more writing coverage. I wrote three stories during the tournament. We'll have a lot more in the coming week. It'll probably take me, gosh, it'll probably take me a week. Uh, just to write up a bunch of stuff from this event. Just there's so many teams and so many standout players uh, that we want to highlight, especially those uncommitted guys. So look for that coverage um, later in the week there. But um, got anything else before we get out of here? We'll, we'll have to have a separate no. podcast for the rankings and the draft and yeah, all that sort of stuff um, as well. Um, I'm spent. My brain is fried. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a, it's a lot, but Monday was a Monday through Saturday tournament um, with the, with the championship game being Saturday after the semifinal. So it's a long week, uh, really, really fun week. Uh, I was just fired up to see all the college coaches and the pro scouts there because I feel like there's a lot of guys really help. A lot of players really help themselves this week with their performances. And, and that's what this is about, you know, is, is creating the type of environment and covering it in a way that really gets those guys an opportunity to go play at the next level and helps those college coaches find, find guys to get into their program as well. So, all right, well, that wraps us up. Thanks for tuning. Thank you for tuning in to uh five tool podcast. You can follow us at five tool pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and until we talk to y'all next time, try to stay cool and take care. <laughs>